Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, March 19, 2017, and released on Wednesday, December 30, 2020. This week's message is titled, The Call from God, and the scriptural reference is Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 12, and 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, and Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. The text this morning is Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. The one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me! For I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the thongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this have touched thy lips, and thy iniquities is taken away and thy sin purged. As I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go, and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not. See you indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with thine heart, and convert, and be healed. Then sighed I, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. And the Lord hath removed men far away, and there be a great forsaken in the midst of the land. Let's pray this morning. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the precious word of God that you've given us that we might use as our example of what we should do with our life, Father. We pray, Lord, that you'll take the word now as we preach it. We hope people will hear it and and hide it in their heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of the message this morning is The Call from God. A fact that greatly disturbs me is the lack of young men and women that has surrendered to the Lord in the past three or four decades. I began my ministry in 1973. That was my first year. I, in my years of ministry, which is now 44 years, I've only seen three people surrender their life to the ministry in that time. And I might add, they were all three adults at that time. This is a severe problem, folks. 
Who will pastor the churches? Who will we send to the mission fields? Who will teach in our Christian schools? Or who's going to lead our youth groups? If congregations could witness what Isaiah saw in the first four verses, when he saw the power and the glory of God himself, then I think we might have a few more people that would be susceptible to surrendering to God's call. Isaiah heard the call from God when he said, Here am I, send me. But we need to realize that God is still saying today, Whom shall I send and who will go? First of all, we need to notice that we have to confess your sin that you might be able to hear the call from God. We serve a holy God, people, and lots of times God is regulated to just a name. We don't really realize the awesome power of the holy God that he is. The first four verses in our text today kind of describe the glory of God. Isaiah had the opportunity to look upon God and see for himself his royalty. He's the creator of the world and everything in it, including you and me. In verse number 3, the angels cried, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Everything on earth magnifies his glory. Oh my goodness, every time I pop over that hill, coming down Texas Street to the church, and I see this beautiful valley down here, I think how beautiful it is. God is really an art artist in all the work he's done, creating everything he's created. Visualize verses 1 through 4 in your own mind and you too then will be able to see the glory of God. To answer a call from God, you must repent of your sin in your life first. Verse number 5 says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. He realized looking on God that he did not deserve to be there because his, he had sin in his life and he was not worthy to be there. Uh, when Isaiah saw what he did in these verses, it shook him up. He said, woe is me. And I am undone. Isaiah realized he had this sin in his life. And he had been in the presence of a holy God. He had seen the king of kings in his glory. God will forgive you if you just ask him for forgiveness of the sins. In this case, Isaiah, an angel of the Lord, took a coal from the altar of God and took it and placed it upon the mouth of Isaiah. The angel declared God's forgiveness from sin. Thine iniquity is taken away. You know, I'm glad we have an easier method today. When Jesus died on the cross, it tells us the veil of the temple was rent. That means torn from the top to the bottom. No, excuse me, from the bottom to the top. No, top to the bottom. I had it right to start with, folks. <laughs> We have a direct access to God that Isaiah didn't have at that time. That's the reason why his forgiveness was done with a live coal from the, from the altar of God. 
But we have direct access to this. We don't have to have an angel to talk to God. We don't have to have a priest. We don't have to have a preacher to talk to God. You have direct access at any time to be in the presence of God. I'd like to share my personal testimony for a moment. Uh, I was saved when I was 13 years old, September 6, 1963. I was raised in a Christian home, had good Christian parents, was very faithful in church all through my high school, all through my life, actually. But when I went to college, I backslid. I hate to tell you, I'm not perfect. I mean, I know it's going to be a surprise to you, but I lived a sinful life while in college, one that I wasn't proud of. I was getting ready to graduate college in May 1973, and on a March night, I don't remember the exact day, but on a night in March, I fell on my knees in my apartment, and I asked God I wanted that close fellowship we had once had. I rededicated my life to Christ. And I made the statement, boy, you better watch out how you pray to God sometime. I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Well, I went to church that Sunday morning. I was going to tell the preacher, I rededicated my life. Didn't have a chance to. I walked in the door and he said, I got a pastor in Carlsbad, New Mexico that wants you to come there and run his Christian school. And lo and behold, I come on May the 2nd to interview with the church for that position. Met my beautiful wife that day. We were married less than a year later. And I accepted the job there at Bethel Christian School to be their principal. One of my first students was Mark's wife, Karen, and her family. <laughs> anyway, I asked for forgiveness for my sins as I rededicated my life because God couldn't call me until I did. And once I did, he called me. And like I told Brother Bob one time on the phone, I feel like he was preparing me every step of the way my pastorship of Happy Valley Baptist Church. That's where he wanted me. He had a lot of maturity he had to do in me. But uh, we're here now. So we need to answer the call from God when he calls. Verse number 8 says, when shall, Whom shall I send and who will go? God wants a totally unprepared person to answer his call. Verse number 9, it says, And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. I guarantee you, your beginning in the ministry, you will be very naive on everything. God wants this unprepared, though. From a practical standpoint, this doesn't make sense, does it? You would think that, doesn't God want an eloquent speaker? If that's the case, you guys got cheated. Does, uh, wouldn't it be nice to already have a great knowledge of the Bible before you enter the ministry? Uh, don't you think God would want the perfect family? You know, the man, the wife, the boy, and the girl, and they all are very talented and can do everything in the church that needs to be done. Well, God doesn't work that way. God wants raw, undeveloped person 
to do his ministry. He wants to take that person, whoever you might be, and he wants to mold you and shape you in his hand into the image that he wants you to be to, to spread the gospel and to do your ministry work. God can use you if you're bald. He can use you if you stutter. If you're disabled, you're blind, or have no knowledge of the Bible whatsoever. God can use you. All he has to have is a willing heart. You must personally hear God's call. This is not something I tease some of these teenagers around here. You going to be my preacher boy? Well, I can, I can encourage all I want, but the, the God has to call them, not me. You must have a submissive heart to, to God's call. What's that I hear? Read a story about another young man one time. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel went down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran into Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I call not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Samuel heard the call from God. Notice it was only Samuel that was hearing the call. Elijah, the prophet, he didn't hear it, but he knew where that call was coming from. Samuel was not even a Christian yet, but God was calling him because he wanted him to do something very important for his work. Here am I, send me, Isaiah said in our text. In our, he did not question the call from God. You know, he didn't take time, well, let's negotiate this out, God. If you're going to call me in the ministry, how much does it pay? Do I get sick leave? Is there any vacation time? Is there a committee to take care of the uh, problems in the church? No, he did not take any, any negotiation whatsoever. He simply said, here am I, send me. He acknowledged the call from God. But even more important than just saying, here am I, Isaiah said, send me. He was ready and willing to do what God wanted him to do. Pure and simple. Now let's look at the rest of the story. 
Go and tell the people, God told him. Just like the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, gives us our marching orders that we're supposed to go into all of the world, teaching the gospel and winning people to Christ. Well, he basically gave Isaiah the same marching orders. He said, go and tell this people. Isaiah might not understand what he hears and sees. The word here it means without ceasing. And Isaiah was to continue his ministry regardless of obstacles that he might come in, uh, in place of his way. The people was to tell that he was to tell needed to hear the gospel. Then he's to convert the people you are to minister to. Isaiah was to make the heart of these people he was ministering to fat. Yes, even God wanted the Israelites to be faithful, available, and teachable. Before I get through with you guys, y'all better know what the word fat means. <laughs> I'm saying it pretty often. God wanted the Israelites to keep their ears and their eyes focused on the message that Isaiah was giving them. They would then understand with their heart once they've heard the message and it soaked in. They would understand with their heart and then they would be converted and healed from their sin. There has to be a proper order. They're not just going to automatically become converted and healed from their sin. They had to hear the gospel, listen to it, let it come into their heart and then they could convert and be healed from their sin. How long are you to do God's work? In verse 9, the phrase, Hear ye, was used, which meant without ceasing. When Isaiah asked the Lord how long he was to do this ministry, God was very detailed in the answer he gave Isaiah. Isaiah was to minister until the towns were destroyed and become ghost towns. Nobody lived in the houses. The land is utterly desolate. The Israelites had moved far away and the nation had been in a great backslidden condition. So how long were they supposed to continue the work? We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home. We're not supposed to ever quit working, folks. You're, if you want to call it that, when you become a Christian, Miss Reagan just recently become a Christian, you're signed up for life. It don't go away. There is no retirement in the Lord's work. He has given us our instructions. We are to be a witness to a lost and dying world here in Happy Valley, Carlsbad, Eddy County, New Mexico, the United States, and throughout the world. That is our responsibility. So how do we do that here in Happy Valley Baptist Church? Well, we do our local ministries the best we can to win souls to Christ, like our VBS and like our party in the park we're going to have in May. These are evangelistic events that we do to try to win people to Christ. I thought I win somebody in Ethiopia. I have to send them missionary to Ethiopia. I have to support missions, which we do through the Southern Baptist Co-op Program. 
why don't you say today, here, my Lord, I will be your minister to help save a lost and a wicked nation. God's still calling today. Question is, do we hear God's call? Let's go to the Lord in prayer as Brother Terry comes. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your precious word. We pray, Lord, that it not return void. We pray that people will hide it in their heart. Forgive us of our sins now, Father, and let us be here to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning service starts at 10.45 a.m. Thank you and God bless.